<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Herbs can do so many things. And so no matter what you're going through, whether it's mental, emotional, physical, there's an herb for that. Hi, welcome to Being Home with Hunker. I'm Lori Gunning Grossman. Today on the show, we have Lauren Haynes, founder of Wooden Spoon Herbs. If there's one thing that Lauren knows, it's herbalism. She started delving into the world of herbs years ago through tinkering and trial and error before she created Wooden Spoon Herbs. She started in her Tennessee kitchen and sold her products at an Appalachian Mountain Farmer's Market stall. And then over the course of years, her company grew. So personally, I started using some of these products, and I love the Magic Magnesium, which has this gorgeous blue color to it. They're fire cider for gut health and digestion. And then I started using a product called Light Ray after I spoke with Lauren, which is to help with glowing skin. Everything is really delicious, and the packaging is gorgeous. Lauren has said that she has always found nourishment in nature and that when it comes to plants, she sees possibility. She sees the mystical aspects of them and their art form. She believes that herbs are a powerful adjunct to conventional medicine. In this conversation, she shares ways that we can boost our well-being as we move into a new year. We talk about her time living in the Appalachian Mountains in a rural town, her thoughts on wildcrafting, and how we can use indoor plants for medicinal or nutritive reasons. Be sure to listen to the end of this episode, where we'll share a code for you to receive 15% off of your order at Wooden Spoon Herbs. So, let's welcome our guest, Lauren Haynes. This is what I find so fascinating, Lauren. You created your business out of your own kitchen, Mm -hmm. just tinkering around (laughs) with tinctures, which I just love. But prior to that, you've been studying herbalism for a while. Is that correct? Not entirely. Somewhat. Okay, go. I've been doing a lot of self-study in the beginning. So for the first like two or three years, it was nothing but tinkering and reading and trial and error and like being my own guinea pig. But I actually went to a formal herbal education program after I (laughs) went full time with Wooden Spoon. (laughs) Really? I love this so much. Yeah, I wanted to like dive in deeper. And I at the time was thinking about like going into client work. So like being a clinical like herbalist practitioner, Mm. and just exploring that. So I was like, I think this will, one, give people like peace of mind that I know what I'm doing. And uh, two, be actually teach me (laughs) everything to know exactly what I'm doing. So yeah, yeah, cart before the horse sometimes. And that's how it goes. I mean, why not? That's what a lot of people say, just take action, and then the rest will follow. So I love that you did that. Now, what was the very first moment of you starting it? Or have you always been doing this like as a young child? Did your family have tinctures and such? No, no. quite No, no, quite the opposite. Like my mom, I mean, growing up, it was very much like a nervous energy around healthcare and uh, very quick to go to the doctor with like any little Mm -hmm. thing, which, you know, they'll always give you something for. So that's kind of like my upbringing, but I was always personally fascinated with like 
being outside and animals and plants and and then also just was raised by very nurturing people and that seeped into me and so mm. herbalism really is like a convergence of so many of my passions and like values and interests yeah so for me it kind of came from more of a mystical place if we're being honest because I think I was so just like enamored with the fact that these beautiful plants that grow all around us which sounds cheesy but it's true could be used like medicinally like that just didn't ever seem possible to me and it mm. yeah so I, I just fell in love with the art form and the possibilities and just started playing around like personally was like very excited and very like spirited away I love it I don't think it sounds cheesy at all and I love the mystical part of all of this the mystical the magical you know, as I was using your products and thinking about herbalism, there is a part of me that's like, how does it work? So first, <laughs> can you just talk a little bit about herbalism? What is it? Sure. So very simply put, it's using medicinal plants, edible plants for specific actions in the body or as an adjunct to a diet and lifestyle that adds nutrition. Hmm. Herbalism can be as simple as like using more cooking culinary spices in your food, or it can be as magical as like a full moon flower essence. Like there's, it's such a personal practice as with any craft, which is something I love about it. Yeah. And for me, like what I study and practice is more of like medical herbalism. So it's learning a lot of like pathophysiology and working with like herbal actions, whether that's like nettle as a diuretic or wild cherry bark as a bronchiodilator and like so if I weren't running a business, I would be seeing clients and working with people individually to, mm. you know, address different health concerns. That's where I really love and where the magic is for me is like watching someone start to work with plants and like have big, small and everything in between resolves in their own life and like tracking that progress and like um, championing them through it. And that's what I love. But herbalism can be so many things. And I think that's what's really fun and beautiful about it is that there's a place for everyone, no matter like where your interest lies. Yeah. You brought up the moon for a second there. Do you mm. use like the moon, the properties of the moon? Like, are you sticking your tinctures outside on the full moon or to get that energy? Like, do you go that deep? Maybe just for your own personal use? I know. I'm like, you're really pulling it out of me. Yeah, sure. In the beginning, I definitely like worked with a lot of that stuff. And I think, you know, I, I've like had a biodynamically tended garden personally and seen mm. like what that can do for growing patterns. And it's fascinating. And like, I think it's really funny because actually today, so recording this on the last full moon of 2022. Yeah. Coincidentally. Yeah. But it's funny because within the business, like we've had all of these really major events happen that we always schedule well in advance. And then without fail, they always tend to happen on a full or a new moon. So it has been part of the business, but not in an intentional way. Yeah. I love that, by the way. That's so cool. It feels very cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just speaking of like your launches of your business and stuff, sure. your, your packaging is so beautiful because I know Thank that you, you had a relaunch of it. And I just love it. Like it looks so pretty out on a counter. You know, you don't have to hide it. Totally. And that was very intentional. I mean, we want people to have this like on their counter because the reason it exists is so that people use it. And if you don't have it constantly like in front of you, you're going to forget and you're going to 
you know, it's just going to sit there for a long time. So I'm glad that it's yeah. working and the shelf appeal is there. It is so pretty. It's good. Yeah. We put a lot of heart and soul into it. And yeah. it really is a beautiful decoration on my counter. Like I delight in seeing it all the time. So yes. I'm super grateful that you do as well. So how long were you working out of your kitchen before you expanded? Because you've had your business now for what is it? Has it been about eight years? Eight years like this week, like maybe even today. So oh, eight years on the eighth. We took a lot of baby steps in the direction to get to where we are now. And yeah. working out of your kitchen is great when you're selling at the farmer's market. Working out of your kitchen is not great when you're selling direct to consumer to like hundreds and then thousands, right? That's right. not not good for anyone. So we, we scaled up over time. We, I like built out a commercial kitchen where I was living out in the country. And then we like worked out of there until we couldn't really meet demand. And then it was 2019. So four or five years in, I guess five years in, that we started the process of vetting manufacturing partners. Mm. And that was a whole landscape to learn because usually people go to a manufacturer and say, hey, can you make me a blend for, you know, XYZ and they just whip it up and charge them fees and then it exists. Mm. But but for me, like having created all of these formulas and then trying to scale quality sourcing, trying to scale quality, like traditional practice manufacturing was very challenging. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it took a lot of like time to find the right partners and then scale and scale again. And then all of the fun stuff that comes with working out new partnerships. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I have heard of plants as medicine in the way that like people say like growing up, if I have a sunburn, they say, oh, clip off some aloe vera and, you know, just rub it on your sunburn. But what are some other indoor plants that people can use as medicine? And also like, how would we use them if in a moment, say they don't have your products right in the moment? <laughs> Are there just like regular old indoor plants that people can use? Aloe is a big one. Yeah. It's a big one. It's really handy to have around, especially if you know that you got it from like an organic source and that it's like the, oh gosh, I'm blanking on the Latin name, but like the true to type aloe, aloe vera. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because you could then you could use like the inner gel internally. Yeah, aloe is a big one. Just for sunburns though? No, aloe is great for digestive things. Aloe is great for, yeah, I think digestive is what comes to mind most. Oh. I also really love aloe if you have like an abundance of it because it grows quite readily Yeah, as like a facial moisturizer, just like on the skin hmm. as like a nighttime skincare routine. Yeah. I've definitely done that in the past, but I definitely, I, I went through a phase of like trying Trying to have only medicinal indoor plants, which is a futile exercise because there aren't a ton that grow perennially indoors, right? Low light or, right. you know, even in a window. So here's my answer. My answer is like a sunny window box full of culinary herbs is mm. perfect mm -hmm. if that's available to you. Um, I also really love sprouting. It's like a medicinal indoor practice, especially through the winter when you don't maybe don't have like a warm enough climate to grow things outdoors. Sprouts are just very nutritive. And so often, if not every time, I would start with a client or like someone I'm talking to about getting herbs into their diet or like anything that might be bothering them. I'm going to start with nutrition. So sprouts are fun to do inside. Okay. Um, what else? Oh, there's a plant called Jalgulon gynostema, I think is its common name. And it's, it's very similar in action to ginseng, but it's this like mm. weedy, viney plant that will grow very large and you can grow it in a pot inside in a sunny window. Yeah. That one's pretty fun, except that it goes dormant in the winter. So it, people think they've killed it. Oh, it doesn't look so pretty in the winter. Not all year, no. When you say sprouting, what kind of sprouts? Is it just like a little dish of sprouts that then you're just going to kind of chop off and, and eat? Yeah, so you can like plant the seeds and grow microgreens or you could just sprout them like radish sprouts, broccoli sprouts, Ooh. go to the health food store. Like you want to get something that's like made for sprouting and then you soak them overnight and you just keep them moist and then they sprout and then you just eat yeah. them. 
Yeah. And then you just eat them. Just a simple little practice you can do. It's fun. I love it. And I also love keeping herbs in a windowsill because number one, it looks pretty. Right. Which ones do you recommend though? Maybe the hardier ones. I don't know. I'm not very good at growing those hardy herbs like rosemary, thyme. Yeah. Cilantro, if you can. It really just depends on the layout of your space and where you have the light. That's true. Cilantro, mints, so simple. Thyme, mm-hmm. so simple. Yeah. Love all those. I <laughs> love all those. I know. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So we are at the end of 2022. We're going to be moving into 2023, a new year. And I'm imagining that there are many people who are thinking about their health and thinking about how they want to show up for themselves in the new year. Either herbs or or your products, where are some good places for people to start? Let's start, you know, maybe like with immunity or with their digestion or just their overall well-being. Where do you suggest people start as they are entering that kind of health forward new year? Yeah, definitely with digestive health. So Mm -hmm. even touching on digestive immunity and like my mind would go to stress as like something most people Mm -hmm. are trying to navigate. Right. It's going to be just like microbiome health. So the three things that are very simple, like to tick off for that is eliminating or, or stopping eating anything you know you're sensitive to, right? So like most of us have a good idea mm. of what we are sensitive to based on how it makes us feel after we eat it. Dairy, gluten, sugar, common triggers. Coffee can be a common trigger for a lot of people. Um, but if you aren't sure, then one place to start is going to be like things that you crave, which is a fun exercise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, if someone's trying to like really be intentional about their health, it's worth doing a 30 to 90 day break from certain foods, which doesn't sound fun. And I don't like to be very prescriptive, but gut health is is going to affect everything else. And like, you really can't do a ton of intervention without starting there. So Mm. that's where I would start. So probiotics, fermented foods, drinking plenty of water, eliminating um, like inflammation triggers, like the ways and foods I just mentioned. Mm -hmm. And then... Yeah, I mean, it could be so many things. It's so particular to every person. So again, going back to like the nutritive focus, 
nutritive just meaning like things that nourish you, things that have a high content of vitamins and minerals and fibers. Yeah. Herbally, you could do nettle, alfalfa, oat straw. You could eat those fresh if they're available to you, the nettles and maybe the oats, um, or do like strong teas of them. I really love doing that for people like it's a really basic thing. Drinking more water always, always, always. Yeah. Moving around daily. Like, mm. I mean, I think it's rote because it works and it's true. Yeah. But I'm happy to answer any more specifics. Do you like the teas that are not in the tea bags? Like, do you just like the loose teas? Do you feel like that is better? I don't know if better is the right word, but as opposed to like going to the store and just buying like a box of tea off of the shelf? I'm a convenience girl. I'm always going to do a bagged tea. Yeah. Oh. I love hearing this. Yeah. No, I think that's, it's just so important. It's like, you can get as dogmatic to the nth degree, but like, honestly, it just comes down to like your preference and like what you're actually going to do. Because if you have herbs or herbal teas or tinctures sitting in your cupboard that you're not using, then it's pointless. And like, the point is to like be interacting with it and connecting with it and learning about yourself and learning about the plants. And sure, you're going to have a better extraction from a loose leaf tea that where there's no paper involved, there's no barriers, the Mm -hmm. volatile oils are touching all of the water, and they're not getting stopped by that paper bag. But it doesn't matter. Like, it truly doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. I love that you talked about stress as part of like our, our well-being, thinking about the new year, because I kind of went straight to like digestion or immunity. But mm. stress really is such a huge thing for all of us. And I'm just happy you touched upon that because I think that does affect whether we realize it or not so much about our health and well-being. Mm-hmm. And I like the idea. I don't know if I like it, like the <laughs> idea of uh, of taking some things out of our diet to see our sensitivities. I know mm-hmm. it's the smart thing to do, though. It's challenging, especially if it's something like coffee. It is. But I, I think what's yeah. so fascinating about doing that, even though it's not you're not setting yourself up for a good time, it's always hard, is that literally, medically speaking, like elimination diets, if you want to term it that way, are like the gold standard for finding food sensitivities because the testing is so variable, like because your body is in constant flux. Mm. 30 to 90 day elimination diets are actually the gold standard in like medical culture. Yeah, yeah. So it's something you can easily for free do and track at home. That is true. Have you done it for yourself in the past? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen shifts in my body that have been 20-year pattern shift with just a 90-day elimination of like three offending food sensitivities. And not only that, but because 90 days is like what your body needs to repair and rebuild your gut lining and your microbiome to get a better footing of balance and diversity. Yeah. Once I reintroduced those foods, I no longer had the symptom patterns I had before I did the break. Oh, wow. So so that's, I think, really heartening for people because it's like, I don't want to do that. But it's like, yeah, all you have to do, all you have to commit to is 90 days. And then on the other side of that is like a whole new world. Yeah. You brought up nature earlier. Is that really essential to your own personal well-being? Yes. Yes, it is. Very connected to it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Are you still living in Tennessee? You were you were living in the Appalachian Mountains for a while. Is this right? Well, I'm from Chattanooga, which is kind of in the foothills. Chattanooga's in a valley surrounded by like sweet, small mountains. Yeah. But I was living on a mountain that's actually like the southernmost true Appalachian mountain in the chain. Yeah. Um, So I was living out in the country for six years in a rural mountain town. And then I moved back to Chattanooga this year and I've been here almost a year. And how was it like living in this rural mountain town? Mm, 
it was, you know, more romantic than I thought it was going to be. It was? Absolutely. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I loved it. I'm imagining that it would be romantic. In my mind, I'm picturing, you know, access to hiking and mountains and, mm-hmm. and nature and everything. I mean, it sounds sounds beautiful. Yeah, it was perfect for what I'm into. Yeah. Yeah, really. And then were you like going out on hikes and just kind of like chopping down some herbs along the way? Or is that not good to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, again, personal preference. Yeah. I told myself when I moved to this piece of land where I was living that I would give it a year of just like observation and like connection before I harvested anything, yeah. which is really important to me, just trying to like get out of the mindset of like being entitled to everything, mm. especially because I'm like bigger and more mobile than these plant beings. Mm. Yeah. So I did that. And then I lived there for five and a half years. And over time, as needs happened in my immediate family and community, I would harvest from my surroundings, but it was never Mm. commercially, never for funsies. It was always for a need. And that's what I like hope for people who do wild crafting, which is like a term for harvesting from the wild or like, you know, can be called foraging depending on your use case. Yeah. Are there rituals around wild crafting? Is there like you're giving thanks as you're doing it back to the earth and to the plants. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, anything that you say about that? A lot of cultures have their own indigenous practices of reciprocity. And I think that energetic reciprocity is something that I have practiced and think is very important. I mean, I've done things that are tangible and physical as well, but I think it really goes back to just like building in reciprocity to as a lifestyle into whatever you're doing. And it can be as simple as like watering your garden that you're harvesting from, right? Or like, Mm. you know, giving food to the plants that you're eating. Mm. But for me, one thing I really like to exercise is like, I think you hear a lot in like herbal circles, the term like asking for permission from the plant, which is cool. Mm -hmm. It's like a helpful, you know, line to frame a practice. (laughs) But I think for me, what that means is just like, say I'm like harvesting from a stand of rose hips. Maybe I'm going to like feel more drawn and resonant and feel more of a like, quote unquote, yes, from like this particular cluster over this other particular cluster. So just like being really in tune is how I like to practice that. I love that. Are you ever like asking for permission and then you hear no. Totally, yeah. No, thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. That's really cool. One thing I wanted to ask you when I was thinking about herbalism is how long does it take for it to work? If you're taking a tincture for sleep, let's say, do you need to take it for X amount of days before you actually see the results or feel different? There's a lot of ways. To, it's dependent on so many factors and variables, but I think you can either treat the, and I mean, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not treating anything, but I think you can either address a sleeplessness. Mm. I mean, I don't want to be reductive and say a Band-Aid approach, but you can treat it as a symptom. Mm -hmm. You can treat that symptom. Mm, Right, right. And you can take sedating herbs and see what happens. Like maybe you sleep, you know, maybe your body is calmer. Maybe your mind is still restless. Maybe you don't have that quality of sleep you're actually looking for, but maybe you sleep great. And maybe those herbs are actually right for what's going on in your body. Mm. And so it really does come back to trial and error and tuning into like how you feel and what you can learn from how you feel. But I would go further, obviously, like if someone really has like long-term patterns of insomnia, right, Mm -hmm. then we're going to start with nutrition and we're going to start with taking magnesium 100% of your RDA every single day for two weeks. And then Mm. we're going to see how your sleep is before we try any of those herbal formulas. Right, right. So it really is like a an immersive practice. It's not just like a pill that you take to fix something. It is the whole being is what I'm hearing with herbalism. So there are, there are the plants 
There are the herbs, and yet there's also your lifestyle, what you're eating. It's it's a whole thing. Absolutely. It's very holistic. Yeah. yeah. That's the word. Yeah. Yeah. That's the yeah. word and how they why they <laughs> came up whole. with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it's whole in that it's always in flux, right? Like it's whole in that these are all tools. And like if you don't have the bandwidth to like remember to take a magnesium every day, then have the tincture. Like it's there's there's really no right or wrong answer. It's just about like where you are, what you're able to keep up with, what you feel like doing. And that's really so much of it is because even like seeing clients, like you can know exactly what needs to happen, but that's, that's like step one. Right. I mean, yeah, there's just so many variables and it's like really helping the person understand and, and then like having that first proving where they feel better because of something you suggested and explained to them. Yeah. And then, you know, just really like guiding them down that path and then letting them from there decide when they want to feel good, when they don't. Because there are even times, I mean, God forbid, there are even times that like I don't care enough to like be taking all the proper measures to like, you know work towards optimal health. Like it's exhausting. Right. It's, 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 yeah. it's, it is care. It's care of yourself just as much as like caring for any other person or thing is work. It's really fascinating. I, I do believe like in the energy of herbalism and as you say, kind of like the mystical, magical part of it. And it's kind of like, why not? You know, there's a reason why these plants do work. There are many reasons and many ways that the plants do yeah. work. And I think it's like the way I really think of it is as a connection, a relationship like you would have with a person or a friend. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. all there's so many things to explore because there's the history of the plant. There's the mythology of the plant. Um, there's like modern scientific proof of XYZ about these plants. There's the Latin name of the plant. There's probably five or six common names for the plant. Mm. And all of those are different ways to like connect and get to know and ultimately love each plant. Mm. And sure, like a wealth of knowledge. It's an ocean of knowledge. But that's how I really came to learn all of the parts like all of the more like, I'm like, is it right brained or left brain? You know, all of the like science of the plants and like the structure of the plants is yeah. coming to it being like, okay, well, it's just another way to like get to know this plant and like mm. another layer of, yeah, knowledge and ultimately respect and reverence. Yeah. I have a few other questions I want to ask. So for some reason, our audience at Hunker is just in love with pantries, what people stock in their pantries. Fun. What are some things that you just love having in your pantry are staples that are either for your pleasure or just for your your greater well-being. What would we find in your pantry? A bunch of weird things. Yay, uh, let's go. <laughs> oh, God, I'm like mentally, I'm like sifting through it in my mind. I mean, there's always tahini. There's always, you know, the standards. Um, mm -hmm. Tahini, some sort of like weird rice cracker, <laughs> spirulina, some kind of gross collagen powder. Mm. Um <laughs> Always a ton of dried beans, yeah. some beautiful rices. Uh -huh. Let's see. I love pantries too. Yeah. I have like a separate herb cabinet. So that's its own cabinet. You do? <laughs> yeah, definitely. A separate herb cabinet of the actual herbs or like herbs in tinctures? No, well, there's like the pantry, there's the spice drawer, and then there's the like herb cabinet. And then in an Ooh. ideal world, there's also the like giant chest of dried herbs and tinctures. Yes. Yeah. Which we're building back. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I love having like just the super basics, miso, lemon, tahini, um, yeah. beans, fresh produce. That's not a pantry item. I know. <laughs> oh, a bunch of beautiful like artisanal vinegars. 
Uh, oh, I like. Yeah. You know, if it's a good year, we have some artisanal tamari hanging out. Oh. Let's see. Sesame seeds. I don't know. It's pretty basic. Yeah. So one other question I have for you. What is something that you wish people knew about herbs? Um, I think what I really want to say is that herbs can do so many things. And so no matter what you're going through, whether it's mental, emotional, physical, there's an herb for that. Mm. <laughs> and I think that's just really special. Like we're so lucky to have that available to us. Obviously, I'm not downplaying complex medical conditions or, you know, conditions of the mind, but yeah. Herbs can really do so many things and they are very powerful and it is like a valid paradigm of healthcare and a very powerful adjunct to conventional medicine. I also think that people get really intimidated by herbs and herbalism and I don't know, like using any herb is better than using no herb. Mm. Like they all have some benefit and they're all going to add richness to your life. So I think take your time, don't get overwhelmed. And just really focus on one herb at a time or like connecting more deeply versus like having this like breadth of knowledge because mm. going back to your earlier point about what if we don't have products on hand or this herb or that herb, that's something I've been thinking about a lot lately with, you know, colds and flus going around is like, okay, cool. Like what do you have on hand and like, what do you do from there? Uh, because every herb is so versatile and one herb can do dozens of different actions. I like it. So I know that you've said that we all are different people. We all have different things going on. So different herbs for different reasons. But if someone wanted to try one product from Wooden Spoon Herbs just to get started, is there one that you would recommend? Mm, it's always different every single day. But oh. today I would recommend this. It's an alcohol-free tincture called the Light Ray. And it's kind of billed as an adaptogenic skincare ingestible tonic. Ooh. But I've been using it daily as like a lung moistener because it has go-to cola and it has um, shisandra berry, which are like very moistening herbs. And so I've been using it as like a lung, like moistening lung tonic through the air turning dry since we're recording in winter and then also yeah. all of the respiratory illness going around. Um, so that's the one I would recommend right now. It, it does also like benefit your skin and tissues when taken long term, mm. but it also tastes really good, which is why I've been taking it as well is because it's just fun to like take little droppers full throughout the day. It's like a nice little cheer me up moment. Okay. I need to try this. I'm going to try this one. Yeah. Especially anything for the skin. We all love that stuff. Okay. So I have just one more question for you. Our podcast is called Being Home with Hunker. What does being home mean to you? Mm, so much. I think it just means like carving out space where you can like have a three-dimensional representation of like your internal world and a space where you can like nestle in and do all the things that like bring the most simple joy. I'm a huge homebody. So it means a lot to me. Yeah. I like work at my kitchen table every day and that's where I prefer to be with all my creature comforts. Well, I love what you're doing <laughs> and you're extremely delightful too, Lauren. Thank you so much for talking <laughs> with me. Thanks, Lori. It's been a treat. It sure has. To learn more about Lauren and Wooden Spoon Herbs, visit woodenspoonherbs.com. Once there, use the code HUNKER15 to receive 15% off your first or next order. You can also find them on Instagram at woodenspoonherbs. Also in our show notes, you can discover other episodes we think you might like, such as my chat with celebrity nutritionist Kelly Levesque. Thank you for listening to Being Home with Hunker. For more information about this episode or others, visit hunker.com forward slash podcast. And if you don't already, please follow our show. If you like what you hear, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review and share it with your friends. It really does help. Being Home with Hunker is produced by me, Lori Gunning Grossman. 
Eve Epstein is our executive producer. The podcast is recorded and mixed at Night Shift Audio. Theme music by Jonathan Grossman. Special thanks to our team at Hunker, Senior Designer Maury Men, and Director of Audience Development Gina Goff. Hunker's mission is to inspire and empower you to create a space that expresses who you are, shows off your unique style, and makes your life happier and more productive. Tell me when. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. Good help. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. (laughs) AutoTrader.